Hello? Sorry. Hello? Now I've got Wait, to remember what What are we doing again? Hello? <laughs> <laughs> so. Hello? Wait, what, what are we doing hey, again? Here? Wait. <laughs> Wait, what are we doing? Wait. Oh, I don't know. That's all right. <laughs> anything goes. Oh, anything goes. I love that song. Let it, let's get right up in that lap, Chloe. Oh, yeah. Recording in progress. Recording How are you? in progress. Good. I've just finished my dinner. Oh, lucky. I haven't had my dinner yet, but I'm I'd probably do that after we chat. But awesome. If you get super hungry, feel free to like, mm. but. Yeah. Ended up well, having- I kind of, I've got leftovers, but I have to heat up some pasta to get that done. But I'm all good for now. All of the, <laughs> all of the dinner that wasn't called to heaven in the last rapture. Gotcha. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> That's all right. But yeah, I'm good. I'm 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 a bit tired actually. I'm gonna go home and flake on the couch, and then that has caused me to um uh, <laughs> to yawn a lot. <laughs> you know that's fine. I don't think that's a problem. I mean, I don't I don't find that to be a problem. I find excess energy is the thing I can't edit out of these things. If if it you know. <laughs> Yeah, right. It's not the running too hot, like the odd pause or not that I, I mean, I don't want people to think that I over edit these, but I, I do try and remove unnecessary bits. Yeah, for sure. Sure. Well, you know. You um, like how I'm editing it? Like, are you happy? Yeah, that's great. Good. That's all I, I am. Yeah. You're doing a great job. You're doing a bang up job, mate. No worry about it. You're doing a bang up job. Thanks, Chloe. Chill, chill out, man. Well, I haven't had to ask for Janelle's assistance for a while, probably because I forgot oh, her existence. And then all of a sudden yeah. she emerged with, like, a cup of tea on a tray. And I was like, shouldn't you be in Hobart? <laughs> and then I went, yeah. hang on a minute, you're dressed like James A. Pester. You're definitely meant to be here. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Did you see that the town of Cowra is planning to build a huge statue, like huge statue, of Chris Hemsworth for when he comes to Cowra and they're all getting all tarted up, ready for Chris Hemsworth to come and they're going to give him a beard like spun canola. Oh, my God. Oh, ouch. If I, was, I would be so mortified if I was Chris Hemsworth. I don't know. I think he's actually on board. I think he's, um, like, they were all really excited. So there's a few. There's a few very current news stories that are occupying my attention, but... The main thing, well, I don't know. I don't even know why they decided. But they basically they they mounted uh, mounted a whole campaign to get Chris Hemsworth to tweet visit Cowra or something. I don't know. <laughs> I don't understand. <laughs> the world Amazing. Yeah. have several very different ometers, and some ometers I have no idea. And that does lead into the first thing that I want to talk about because I'm obsessed. You know me, once I get a new favourite song, I yeah. I don't stop listening to it. And this this is the first time that I've had a new favourite song where instead of putting it in a playlist and letting it find its feet, I've just basically gone repeat one play and it just plays the same track yeah, right. over and 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 over again until I actually can't take it anymore. I've yeah. researched the lyrics. I know about the origin of the 
of the um of the lyrics and the story behind it and yeah this is your new russian favorite band and well then technically and this and this is another very interesting question technically they are from belarus and the last thing that i remember about belarus was you bastards you stole that election from that girl with the lipstick who looked really cool and if you just let her win everything would move forward and then going hang on a minute isn't that where there was like women protesters like in the streets for days. Yeah, that's the one. Hang on a minute. Isn't Belarus yeah. right next to the Ukraine where they had to depose that really like money hungry, despotic leader who had ties to Paul Manafort? Yeah, yeah, it was. Hang on a second. I, this shit wow. runs deep. <laughs> like, yeah, right. So I am like I I'm just gonna be plead absolute ignorance. Like no, Where is cool. Belarus? Is it so, Belarus? Is it like Russia or something? Is it like Russia, okay, so, Scotland, where it's not part of the UK? But okay, I'm like, going to give you a brief history of Belarus, even though I've right. actually gone several Wikipedia pages deeper than that. Oh my god, you've done research. This is crazy. Well, I couldn't help it because, well, partly I was I was afraid of committing that terrible postmodern sin of simply skimming the top off the content and not appreciating its origins and roots and history and relevance and stuff. So, but I realized that I needed to connect it to what I knew of Belarus, which was basically. Oh, and yeah. What's the name of the band as well? Oh, so, okay. (laughs) What are they called again? Let, okay. We, we go back to the origins of how I got into it. The, the little thread that I managed to hook into that got caught like a piece of Velcro in my sock was a song (laughs) which translates to vessel in Russian and is by a band called Molchat Doma, which which translates to the houses are silent. So I think the better name in English would be silent houses because that just translates better. And that's the job of a translator is to make things pliable and you know, yeah, right, yeah. So some things don't translate directly; they translate poetically, and I, I, and and that brings us to another thing that I wanted to talk about because I realised that one of the things that you and I have in common is that we have very deep creative roots in poetry. Oh yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I noticed you had some of those online. You were posting some poetry. Yeah, I know that. Well, like I was saying in a, like a friend of mine interviews, interviewed me for a podcast and I was talking about creativity and I was explaining how some bursts of creativity feel like they're almost vomited out and some are like sweated out and some are cried out and, you know, like it's a way yeah. of releasing something from your body. And I did write a new poem today and when I read, it's like the best poems that come out of my body somehow. <laughs> I don't really yeah. understand what they mean until I read them. Hmm. So yeah, right for sure. I write them, write them, write them, write them, write them, and then go. Oh, I see what you meant. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so this one's quite quite influenced by this song and by the by the poet whose poem um, has become this song. So the band's called Yeah Molchak Doma, and the reason why they first imprinted on my consciousness was that there was this gorgeous little real video um, of this girl who looks like. Wednesday Adams in the original Adams Family TV. Yeah, that was her. You said it to me. That's yeah, I didn't know yeah. who the girl was though, so I was just kind of guessing at that one. And it just looked—I looked like—and I saw proscenium. <laughs> <laughs> you mean the old Gothic nightclub from Adelaide? I do. I was thinking how much we would have loved 
dancing to that in proscenium in the dark in our goth black. Oh yeah, we I was trying to think about. I was listening to it today. They're like the perfect blend of Joy Division meets um, Wall of Voodoo with like a um, with like Ramstein kind of peering over the couch. Nice. I keep picking up elements. <laughs> and craftwork and transam but also yeah. evo and um and i was thinking about that okay so basically once you scratch the surface of anything it gets really interesting so yeah, yeah. i was really quite surprised by the origin story of this band and i found an amazing interview uh yeah. on um an interview with molchat doma that was done by a metal site based in portugal yeah, right. Translation's really cool. Um, so metalimperium.com did an interview in April of this year with Molchat Doma. Yeah. And, uh, there's, so there's three of them. And the tricky thing about Russian is that, like, so the names are Igor Shkukuto, Roman Komotsgorskev, and Pavel Koslov. Now I don't now Pavel I know translates to Paul, but the letters yeah. don't always translate to anything to me. So I made this little notepad, which has which is very much how I do things with BTS, which I thought was really interesting. So, um, yeah. so the lyrics for the song, which which was a huge hit on TikTok in 2020, and basically is the band's most famous song, but they're not really into that because I'll quote them from the interview. They said. Um, oh, this bit was gorgeous. Could you explain to us the process of your composition process? Do you work on it together or is it divided between you three? Answer, this is a rather personal process for us, so we do not talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Well, I like that. Oh, but, but where's the bit where they talked about the song? So here we go. Okay. Okay. So, um, this is the question from Metal Imperium. I believe you guys are tired of this question, but I can't afford asking what and how was Molchat Doma's reaction when you found out that the song Sudno from your second full-length album Etasi was a massive hit on TikTok. Personally speaking, mm-hmm. I can't thank this social media enough for introducing me to your band. It was definitely one of the best musical discoveries in 2020. And then the band responded, it was strange since none of us could expect such a reaction from the audience from this particular composition. Of course, now we are already used to it, and we try not to talk about this song once again, since we have much more powerful songs, in our opinion. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's so weird. It's like, definitely like worlds apart. So isn't that journo? The journos from a different country. So right? they, yeah, totally. This is where this is where yeah. language. So they seem to be so kind of like it's a Portuguese. I don't know how they. It's like that amazing French and Saunders Hungarian Blick Madonna interview. Budapest says hello with arms that are spread eagled. Are you in good odor? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Which is already one of my favorite things ever. Yeah. Do you know that video? Do you know that um that. I don't, I don't think I do actually. I'll have to send it. In, it was in one of those brilliant, um, you know, ten funniest things I ever found on the internet. Somebody, somebody put a link to it. It's also how I discovered that amazing Tooth Fairy sketch by Kristen Wiig and is it Melissa. Oh, I've gone blank on her surname. Sorry, I'm sorry. It's all right, Melissa McCarthy. 
No, no, she's not a famous uh, Melissa. She was, she's like an almost famous Melissa, but she's not famous. Oh, the, the less in you? No, no, the no. Impressionist? No, no. She went on to join the cast of SNL. This lady is very good in this sketch and very funny. But when I watched her stand up, like she did, she did a set on Jay Leno and maybe Conan. And yeah. it's not as funny as the Tooth Fairy sketch. And I find myself thinking, it's almost like she tried too hard to be what people expected from her and, and it got a bit. Yeah, right. She's still really funny. Yeah. Like, but it's almost like chance and luck and, you know, that puts you in in that position to become uber famous. It's a con- yeah. congregation of stars or whatever. No. Yeah, yeah. Crazy, man, crazy. <laughs> crazy, man. But it got me thinking about poetry because the, the lyrics for that song were written by this tragic poet who was like this 26-year-old Russian dude who was right. very, very beautiful and very conflicted. Russia's kind of like got this real gothic veneer to it now, patina or something, veneer. That was, that was a cross between veneer and patina. I, just made that I think the, but, gothic, the gothic veneer, the patina that is Russia is actually authentic goth though. Yeah, yeah. But since the fall of communism, it's like it's gotten really dark. You know? Well, like, and they definitely had elements of that before because, like, all of those veneers and something ofs and something stards, and it's like this. Yeah. Is, I mean, I don't, I don't know enough about it, but it seems mm. like Andy Warhol was from this little country in in the middle of all that area that by the time he was twenty didn't exist anymore. And I always wow credit that with Andy Warhol's amazing sense of homelessness. Like he just had, yeah, sure. he was like amazingly adrift in the world, Andy Warhol. Yeah. And that's amazing. Yeah. Really interesting. And just to find that's this so- young poet that, that the people of Belarus are really identifying with and saying, you know, like these 20 year olds in a club that have gone to see Molchat Doma are saying this poet really speaks for us this is like what it yeah. says what it's like in in Belarus yeah. right now. I think that's the it's amazing yeah that's cool I love that you've done a deep dive I listened to that uh, the album that most recent one today it's pretty amazing it's pretty good it's this great it's really, like there's a sound the sound is like unique but familiar all at once it's like yeah it sounds like something familiar but you've never heard it before which is kind of partly I guess some of the what some of the magic of music is like you return to it because it it, it evokes something but well you're the early <laughs> when we because we started talking about this maybe two days ago because I just and 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 you said it's very joy division and that that has stayed with me because partly I keep seeing images of Ian what's his surname oh um Oh, not Ian Curtis. Curtis. Thank you. So, <laughs> I thought you were trying to pick out some Russian name. Like, no, no. So know, I Ian, Ian. Two things. I keep seeing images. Of, <laughs> I'm not letting, I'm not giving you any space to be funny. I'm so sorry because I'm just. <laughs> yeah, gosh. Seeing, oh, no. You're such a pothog. Oh, no. Such a pothog. No yeah. podcast. This is now a true crime Belarusian poetry. Yeah. Post what are we doing what <laughs> are we doing and where is the concrete we need more <laughs> concrete here oh my god that does also remind me that there was this lovely story on the abc which is this is so tangential but there was this amazing 
um, architect working in Perth in the 1970s who basically was making like contemporary European brutalism and amazing modern almost oh this is where it gets difficult when you start describing things as being like from one country because I don't think that it's fair to ascribe one one identity to a whole country it's like that billboard up in Times Square was that Australian art it wasn't indigenous Australian art but it was definitely Mm. very Australian yeah what's this billboard in Times Square what this Dan Dan Illick yes Ah, cool. Yes, right, right. That's very clever, but interesting. <laughs> I, I'm now. Now it's my turn to jump on. I feel like it's your mouth. turn to give the intro because I can't. I can't do it for everything, especially not when I'm this into Molchat Doma. I'm just so different. Like, <laughs> song is just constantly playing in my head. This this visual image of of Wednesday Adams dancing around, and then this life of this poet. So please, the billboard. <laughs> I don't know much about. I know well. I know, well, actually, I do know Daniel is um, comedian and comedy writer from well from the famed third degree sketch group that went on television to become Ronnie John's Half Hour. So what's shamed know. about them? What's that? What was shamed about them, or was that their, their name? Shamed. Shamed. Oh, not shamed. <laughs> I know. No. no. <laughs> um, <laughs> yes. It's a, a fine word. line, man. <laughs> You could be right. But no, they were like, um, went on to become the Johnny, Ronnie John's half hour and spawning talents like Jordan Scopolis and Felicity Ward and Heath, Heath Chopper Franklin. So, you know, that show spawned some great comedy. Um, I love the idea of spawning. That makes me think that they're all yeah. just like rushing in some river and eventually their offspring make it up the river a little bit further. Yeah, but yeah, Dan Illick was a was a cast member of Ronnie John's, a very talented comedy writer though, who ended up writing for the Daily Beast, I think, and writing pretty much for nearly every ABC production that's been made. But he got some money to go and make billboards in America to try and fight climate change. But he put up these giant billboards in really prominent um, American cities like New York. <laughs> And Am I getting this right? Because this is how my I have to confess as well that I had, if I had been asked to give this particular TED talk, I would have got it wrong because my original impression was that Dan Illick was also the artist who on my Instagram I follow under the name Nordacious. Nordacious does incredible artwork about <clears throat> sort of cultural moments and he did a beautiful one when Britney's emancipation was announced and he made the koala, hug a koala before we make them extinct. So that's an audacious artwork and that was incorporated into the billboard. But I didn't realise that Dan Illick ah. and audacious were different people at that point. I would have oh, said, I see. you know, yeah. I would have said, oh, yeah, right, he, he must be the artist who made that. But no, no, it's bigger I than that. I think he's, defi- he's devised it and other people have made stuff for him. But that Nordacious post already existed. So, like, if you were going to say that's a great, like, it's a bit like Scotty Marsh who does those amazing um, graffiti artworks. You remember, like, George Pell and Tony Abbott getting married, getting gay married, and and then, like, they they don't last more than a day before somebody destroys them, but they're beautiful artworks. He's really, really talented. 
there's a yeah. there's some amazing political street artists working in Australia at the moment, like Peter Drew and um, Nordacious and Scotty Marsh, and you know there's there's quite a few of them. They're like Australia's little well, I don't mean little. They're Australia's Banksies. Yeah, for sure. Until they get yeah. just like regular Banksies. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> but yeah. But no, so yeah, this is what Daniel X doing. But I only just heard Caught Wind of it the other night. But um, Well, apparently that was the reason why Scott Morrison is going to attend the whatever, however many number climate emergency meeting in Glasgow. I just hope he gets glass. Yeah. I don't mean that really. Sorry. What's that? <laughs> I said I hope he gets glassed by Begsby from oh. transporting, but I don't really mean that. Careful. You don't want to like get banned oh, from I'll end up on Twitter. Big Button's blacklist. <laughs> hey, can I go to the bathroom just quickly? I'll be right back. No. Yeah, sure. <laughs> oh, you. You're such a bladder Nazi. All right, I'll be back. <laughs> All right. No worries. Do, 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 do. This is the bit where I'm supposed to talk, isn't it? But I don't have anything to say. Boop, 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 so tired. I need some dinner soon. Must eat food. Must eat food. I sound like a Dalek. I sound like a Dalek, don't I? Did you ever notice how it takes a Dalek only three goes to get really upset about something? Like, I'm hungry. Where is food? Make me dinner. Oh, I amuse myself too much. Anyway. <laughs> um, too funny. Where's Hermione in the toilet? Taking too long. Oh God, shoot me now. <laughs> Re-entering Earth's orbit. Was that you just... doing a bit of pillow talk while I was out of the bed? I'm so proud of you. <laughs> trying to. Ah, excellent. I, I was just noticed, like, finding out what you say. <laughs> I'm not sure whether I should spoil it or let you find it later. I'll find it, don't worry. And then it will be contextless and I'll be like, hey, you totally set me up for that. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I'm, not, um, I'm not that I'm... clever at the moment, so I'm definitely not setting you up for anything unexpected. Okay, <laughs> no worries. I love you. Unexpected. <laughs> totally unexpected. Is that a word? No, I don't think it is, but I think it should be. It should I think be. it totally it's should like be. It belongs in the canon. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, yeah, I'm chock full of earnestness about Belarusian poet, but I do yeah. think there are very strong connections between that and Joy Division and Ian Curtis and especially the name Joy Division because you told me what Joy Division meant and now I've forgotten, but it's not nice. Yeah, oh, it was Joy Division was the... Um, was the uh, they weren't prostitutes, they're comfort women and they're prisoners of war, aren't they, just like in Korea? Yeah. Yeah, Joy Division was the Nazis um, got um, you know, had women that were solely used to um, groups of Jewish women in the concentration camps during World War Two who were kept for the sexual pleasure of Nazi soldiers. So yes, they were also were you know the term comfort women comes up a lot, but basically yes, they were sex slaves, I suppose, for the Nazis. It's um, like um, Villain of Lass, which horrified me when I heard about it. And I, that. Um, what's that? Uh, so, Villain of Lass is a resort boutique hotel that was for a time Bosnian civilian prisoners 
were beaten, tortured, murdered, and the women were raped by Serbs during the Visegrad massacres in the Bosnian War. Yeah, right. What happened was that Villain of Last tried to erase its history and this um, this amazing Australian actor woman, she was she was in this part of the world and she stayed at this hotel not knowing anything about its history and started oh, wow. asking questions and she made this amazing documentary film, which I, I've only seen a trailer for and I really want to see the whole thing because yeah. they're trying to erase... It would be like basically going and staying in that hotel in The Shining and not knowing that it was the hotel from The Shining. Yeah, right. Wow, okay. You don't want to do that. And and those places places have memories. That's amazing. What was the documentary called? Oh, let me see if I can find it because it was really, really interesting. And it, it kind of it kind of reminds me. Uh, so I don't know if you can hear me. Tap, 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 tap. Feel it? <laughs> uh, yeah, I can hear you tapping, tapping away. <laughs> but, yeah, though. The band borrowed the name from a, was in a book. The Joy Division was referenced in a book called House of Dolls. Oh, God. Um, so, you know, like, wonderful band, but with a problematic name. I suppose, like, in the 70s, when you had names like the Sex Pistols and everything else, it was really promoting. about, like, what yeah. is Surely something. they're not promoting it and saying, we agree with this. Like, you know, like. No, not at, I, all. Like, not at all. I don't know how to say it properly, all. but Einstein's Zoibart, Neubarten is this this word for these particular types of houses that nobody really wanted to live in. And it's like the same thing with Molchak Doma, silent houses, like this idea that mm. even if even if someone's attempting to erase culture in a moment and time and in a place, art yeah. finds a way to bring it back, even if it does so in a kind of almost incidental way, like with like Joy Division. I can't tell you the number of times I have heard that expression throughout my life and I had never heard what it meant until you told me. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. But I have found that. But isn't that weird? I think there's so many band names there that you, there's so many band names where you, the, the, the real meaning behind the name. just about ejaculation. I mean, half the bands <laughs> that come out really should just call themselves ejaculating. Ejaculating. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's speculating. <laughs> <Hot spooch. laughs> yeah. Splooge. Well, have you ever heard that new band, Splooge? <laughs> you know what? I am not interested in swallowing any more Splooge. <laughs> yeah. We were thinking about a band name, though, and you, like, band names are so dime a dozen. We think about what they actually mean. Well, my I favorite mean, new band name has been Cable Ties. I think Cable Ties is such a brilliant band <laughs> name. That's pretty cool. Huh? Actually, kind of sinister. So and kind clever. Of like and it's in, a, it's in the creepiest way, really violent, because when you think about yeah. that, you think about the January 6th Capitol riot institution, yeah. Yeah. that guy brought in a bunch of cable ties and it wasn't to ground the sound cables. <laughs> no, that's right. And that's they right. Well, they have, they have a sinister connotation. Like they didn't seem to be like, kind of like a roadie's best friend or something. When you think about, like, even a band like the name, like, the Dead Kennedys, like, oh, you go, oh, the Dead Kennedys, that's kind of interesting. But you realise, like, how inflammatory that name was. In the late, Not to mention the butthole the sequence, but... <laughs> yeah, right. But, but I, really, I, mean, I really do love that that's where those bands, that's where these people are able to find a voice to express themselves. And, you know, I was just, like, a 16-year-old girl saying, that was the butthole surfers, blah, 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 on the radio. Yeah, I yeah. What it meant. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's another band that's like another band name where you're just like, oh, that's a kooky weird name, you know. 
I'm trying to think of all the others that, you know, like just that whenever they occur to me, I go, oh, it's so weird. I never thought about the fact that that band was called that. Like, you know. Well, it's like Devo with the whole devolution thing. And those art, like um, Franz Ferdinand. Yeah, right. Yeah, of course. That's not weird. I mean, people know about. That was such a great start of the world. Start of World War Two. Start of a dance floor and World War Two, (laughs) y'all. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. (laughs) Just just before we get off track, because I did actually want to bring up something else that was really kind of cool. The the documentary that was made by Jasmina Jabanik. Australian tourist discovers the silent legacy of wartime atrocities when she arrives in a seemingly idyllic little town on the border of Bosnia and Serbia. The film is called For Those Who Can Tell No Tales. It came out in 2013 and I would really love to see it. <laughs> oh, yeah, for sure. I'll see what's screaming. It's scrum, um, I might even put um, up on this documentary channel. But it's got a really lovely little trailer on um youtube which i found and after i had learned what had happened in this hotel i was a changed person in the same way that the first time i saw a book about the holocaust and yeah, right. really changed me and um and i noticed that recently in texas they have told teachers they have to provide alternate histories about the holocaust oh, <laughs> and that's i'm sorry what I feel, yeah. I feel like Will Ferrell in in Zoolander. I feel like I'm taking crazy pills. <laughs> like, what the- yeah, right. yeah, that's crazy. That's weird. I mean, I, it's so annoying because there is there are some histories that need to be told. Like, yes, these indigenous cultures were wiped out, or these indigenous yeah, totally. cultures were that overthrown. Need to be but- dug up, retold from a different perspective, but. I yeah, would argue that doesn't mean that we get to say, oh, you know, some people, some people have this crazy idea that six million people died in this war, but, you know, other people say it didn't happen. I mean, who are you going to believe? Yeah. And, I, and there was a great quote about that that said, my ignorance is as valuable as your knowledge. And I'm sorry, but that is the great death knell legacy of postmodernism. No, 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 yeah. no, 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 no. You cannot remove a fact from its context like that and expect it yeah. to survive. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And what I was the name of this doco? I'm trying to look it up. For what those who can tell no tales, but it's also got a title. It looks almost like it kind of came out in the language. I don't know what language that is, but I'm really interested. I'm going to learn Russian now because I didn't notice. Yeah, I couldn't tell. I imagined I thought. You'll know it by next episode. <laughs> so, I'm just going to, while, while you look that up, I'm just going to quickly see if I can say some of the lyrics because I really fucking love this song. Emalelovredanasudnov, <laughs> And then it goes like, oh my god, the bit that just goes like that, like in Nico Nemoret, Nico Nemoret, Nico Nemoret, and that's like never die, never die, never die, Nico Nemoret. I was like, ah! I'm dancing to this song, and I yeah. am deeply like affected and conflicted, and like. And it feels like there's yeah, this huge impetus on me 
to learn what I am saying and what I am loving because this is not this is not playground games. Obviously, playground games includes ring a ring a rosy. We've all died of the plague now. Boom. So maybe <laughs> child's play isn't child's play after all. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, right. I feel yeah. really confused because it's like this is real history. This is recent history. Yeah. The guy who wrote that poem, the young guy, he was born in 1974. Oh, wow. Okay. That's, he's our age. Yeah. He's, he's younger of, than me. He's one of us. And by the time he had reached 13, he'd already seen dead bodies of his friends everywhere. Yeah, right. That's amazing. It is. It's atrocious. And it's like the world, yeah, it kind of just brings me back to this idea that the world can't be at peace until there is justice for everyone yeah for sure and anybody who expects to just crack on with their little safe sheltered life and get a latte and a pedicure and go to yoga class they really need a swift spiritual kick to the head Hmm. yeah but i don't know how else are you supposed to just go on with your life you still have to walk across that bridge even if there was a bombing in the tube station a few weeks ago because what yeah else you do keep calm and carry on right yeah. <laughs> that's just what you do i mean it's kind of you know, um, if well, you... It's ultimate defiance as well it's saying i yeah will... exactly it's if like Mantis are and the terrorists have won yeah <laughs> that's as far as the um the oft-used phrase goes <laughs> And it only really takes a couple of actual individuals to create a terror attack that can affect hundreds of thousands. Like it's not, it's so disproportionate, which is one of the things that really bothers me about it. Yeah. Anyway. Wow. Sorry. No, that's all right. Sorry. I got, I got sidetracked. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> but yeah, it's interesting. Like uh, I really want to check out this band more. They sound really exciting. And I, what I've heard of them, I really like. I think one of them's really cute. I know that's incredibly shallow of me, but one of them's really cute. <laughs> it's all right. It's only shallow if, like, you know, I mean, it's only shallow if that's the only thing you think about. <laughs> well, no, it's not the only thing I think about, definitely. But it did cross my mind as soon as I saw a picture of Ben. Which one's cute? Oh, that one, righto. <laughs> right. Yeah. But it's, it was a real, there was a really interesting article about. TikTok and and we were talking about TikTok in the previous episode of this podcast saying right. you know people can appropriate your content and become super famous with your content and Molchap Doma have had that very much so with this song you know like yeah they don't feel like this is their success and in a very sort of real way it isn't and yet it introduces people to the band it's kind of like yeah, copy yeah. performance it's, is really skewed at the moment. It's very strange. Yeah, it's like, um, well, you know, those the the landscape of the music industry has changed. Where you know, the money bands make now is really through live performance, and then COVID kind of stopped to that. But there's so much content, musical content that gets copied and spread around, and no one's really making money off streaming. It's basically merch and like. Scalping. Um, yeah, well, yeah, but also, yeah. I mean, scalping wouldn't go back to the actual bands. Band no, no, definitely not. And actually, there's this very significant debate that's happening in the BTS world at the moment, which is that they announced some concerts in LA at the Sophie Stadium. There was pre sale available to people who were on the Ticketmaster pre sale list. 
Um, and there was yeah. some dodgy dealing that happened there where they were only releasing tickets to something in single seats. So people who wanted to buy two seats and sit with their friend couldn't get two seats together. And then right. what happened was they announced that BTS were playing at this other event as well. And all of a sudden the pro- the prices went up like 300%, 400% overnight. Weird. And it's the same a- festival. Yeah, exactly. It's the same event. And there's this, there's this term. So if people had, if people had bought tickets before the announcement of BTS, they would have got BTS. They'll have cheaper. a lovely single seat that costs them a lot, a lot, but they won't be able to sit with their friends. So that to me is right. putting a cult, a community over a barrel and holding your, your arm to its neck and saying, choose. Yeah, that's pretty rude. It's very yeah. rude. And, yeah. but, but one of the things is that, Whenever, so I don't know if you're, you're particularly aware of this because I know you're not such BTS nut like me and, and I'm not definitely not the nuttiest of nuts, but I am observing it very carefully. Uh, so anytime the BTS members, yeah. something, it sells out within hours. People find it, they put links to it, yeah, right. it's gone. Now what's happening with the tickets for the other performances, the earlier announced performances. So they were originally available, like, Oh, they weren't cheap in the beginning, okay? Like you might have paid yeah. 700 to a 1000 maybe $1,300. But the tickets have been resold for 50000 Jesus. Wow, that's crazy. And that's just not right. But the yeah. auntie came up with a really interesting suggestion, which I hope they follow through on, which is that some of the tickets are still available if you buy a corporate box. And if you pull your money together... You yeah. Get a corporate box. Yeah, right. So it's like, yeah. I feel like the BTS army are, are a yeah. fantastic front line in the war against capitalism because you've got to realize that it's made up of lots of little people. It's not one, like, Justin Bieber's got the support of Hillsong. Fuck him. But BTS yeah. is a bunch of, of all over the world. Some are rich, some are poor, some are 15, some are 55. We are a really diverse group. But if we put our mind yeah. on it, we could probably topple the government. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. Well, there's a lot of power coming out of there. I mean, you know, all those weird kind of internet things where protests just kind of t- tilt the balance or they buy tickets to a show so that the bad the baddies can't go. Or... Like the Trump thing? Yeah, yeah. It's all yeah, coming out of Korea. It was pretty amazing. Well, and, and also I, the other thing, like in a way, I think the, the K-pop practice of buying billboard space for to celebrate the idols and their biases birthdays is a direct precursor to the climate change activism billboard in times square yeah right that there is no there is no reason why you can't buy a billboard all you need is to raise the money and that's what people in k-pop have done they've they've Oh my God, if you actually look into it, it's really quite beautiful. They do amazing installation artworks and billboards and promos to celebrate yeah. Jimin's birthday or Jin's birthday or whatever. And, yeah. and it's their money. It's not BTS's money. It's they've, they've arranged it and organized it and done it. And it's, it's really quite a testament to their collective action. And I think the yeah. world's leaders really should be quaking in their boots. Yeah, sure. I mean, you know, it's people power, really, isn't it? But it's also learning how to hit people where it hurts. <laughs> so 
Exactly. There's also this lovely thing, which is that your average 15-year-old probably has better technical understanding of the social media environment than most politicians. There's a lot of power. Yeah, for sure. I just watched this amazing doco just a moment ago today when I was collapsing on the couch. It's called um, 15 Minutes of Shame, and it's um, produced by Monica Lewinsky and the guy who made the Catfish doco. And um, it's about being shamed on the internet. And it's amazing because it talks all about that pool of crowds and mobs and um, the shaming that goes into, you know, policing online spaces and stuff. But we talked about Monica Lewinsky being, she just kind of says, you know, I was the first, first human to be openly pilloried on the internet worldwide. Like, you know, there wasn't a person on the planet who didn't know who I was and what I looked like. Yeah. And then I'd slept with the president and stuff. And, um, but then, you know, it goes on to people being fired for, like, you know, some poor um, gas worker in San Diego lost his job because he was um, fidgeting out the window of his car and he was just kind of making these weird shapes with his hands. And then he drove past this Black Lives Matter protest oh. and someone accused him of doing a white power symbol oh, with his hands. No. No, no. And then, I know, and then, like, within 24 hours, he's lost his job. And it was all, you it's know. That it's a bit like that, the guy with the cranberry juice on the skateboard as well. Like, that guy got given a free van by Cran- Seacrest, Cranberry, Crancrest, whatever yeah, it is. Yeah. It's fantastic, whatever. So, yeah, exactly. you know, I think there is still, there is definitely still a role to be played by evidence and research and proof. Yeah. That well, that's the thing. It's like. You can't get this that sounds great, though. I just I found the trailer. It looks really good. It's amazing. It's amazing. I read a book. They interview a guy in it who I love. He's one of my favorite. Ron Johnson. John Johnson. Oh, you never tell because his name's so confusing. <laughs> but um, uh, he wrote a book called "So You've Been Publicly Shamed." And um, but he's amazing. He's this great journal. I kind of just really like his the way he is. He's really cool. And um, if it breaks up on my end, does it break up in the recording? Do you know what I've realised is actually happening? You and I are both talking at the same time and neither of us gets recorded properly. Yeah, right. So the best bits of this recording will be when one of us is telling a story, but it makes it difficult when we're kind of collective bantering and or, or making up content as we go. It's a bit harder to keep it clean. Like yeah, yeah. But you keep getting like static staticky and digital I don't have a great internet connection and um this may not have the best recording and i can hear my son starting to explode in the i don't know, probably should put him to bed but yeah or before, before we do that the the monica lewinsky documentary that you're talking about and that whole idea of internet fame and celebrity yeah i think as well has got a lot of um relevance in search party where which is the show that basically if you're if you're listening to this podcast oh, yeah. season, please watch search party because what we're talking yeah, about about representation and creativity and lies and deceit and self definition it's like it's it's just so rich and dense and interesting and that whole idea that you can manipulate the media even if you're the bad guy like the whole idea of the true crime celebrity serial killer is just weird, but some yeah. people are very charismatic and they're also psychopaths. <laughs> what are you going to do? True, true, true. 
Very true. <laughs> if you can, you should read the book as well. Yeah, oh, I mean, the, book I just, the book I just mentioned, which was um, so you've been publicly shamed. So, which is amazing, and anything by him, anything by John Ronson is amazing. John, he, he wrote a very famous book. Well, not famous. It was turned into a film called "The Men Who Stare at Goats." Have you heard of that one? I've actually heard of that because they were trying to mar- It was a bit like the um, Inglorious Bastard. Didn't they make a film of it? Anyway. No. Yeah, they made a film with George Clooney about George the Clooney, and that's why I'm confused. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and it's like the weird because it was a journalistic story, like basically based on fact, and they fictionalised it into this narrative for a film with George Clooney. It's very strange, but it's about the American Army's psyops team who, like, you know, believed that they could, um, well, believed they could kill a goat by just staring at it. <laughs> they could do mind reading and stuff. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> Yeah. I might have to get some of uh, some of his books. He's also done something called The Butterfly Effect. Yeah, he's a podcast called The Butterfly Effect. Oh, really well, I mean, it's on Audible. You can listen to it. But he's got a really fascinating voice. It's just a very unique British voice. He has, he a, very has unique... a very unique voice. That is good because it makes up for the fact that his name makes him sound like a remix producer from L.A. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> bunch of meaningless letters though would be like John Bronson DMXH or something. Oh totally. Times <laughs> times pi sign, whatever the fuck. Yeah, yeah. I think I get Ron Johnson, dollar sign, dollar sign. Yeah. yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> Is that the one with the was that the ASAP Rocky? Is that the one with the dollar sign? No, that's Kesha. Yeah. <laughs> Kesha's here. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, yeah, I'm gonna funny. let you go and, and have your dinner and and I am so stoked that you've listened to a bit more of Molchat Doma and I think the best thing in the world would be to see them live at a decent small gig. I think that's on my bucket list now. I don't like big shows. Yeah, shots. sure. don't want to go, I, but I love a, a really, really good live set somewhere like The Corner or, yeah. you know, there are some great venues. And If they ever come to Hobart, we should you should come down because every gig in Hobart feels like an indie gig. <laughs> and every gig in Hobart feels like the band is still undiscovered. It's like, you know. See, I love um, that. I mean, one of my favorite bands are from Hobart. I mean, several of my favorite bands are from Hobart, like because they've got yeah. the same one person in them. But like the Native Cats and the Frustrations were huge, huge, really important for me. But um, yeah. you know, it's a shame that um, is it Mona Foma? Or Dark Mofo. Well, the festival, yeah, both. I think Dark Mofo happens in the summer and Dark Mofo. If, Dar- if they got Molchak Doma to play at Monofoma, I would be there camping on your doorstep and just <laughs> soliciting for donations to be able to make it all happen because that yeah. would be sick. But I'd probably also have an anxiety. Well, hey, like, you know, there. just between you and me, you can camp inside. I wouldn't make you camp on it. <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> Look at you putting a roof over there. <laughs> <laughs> well, look, love you lots, and um, thanks for the chat. Go have some dinner, and yeah, glad we're doing awesome. this. Oh, and I might have another interview possibly for us, a performer who I've, I'm quite, I'm very impressed with, who I am asking to listen to the podcast. So I won't mention her by name until I know a bit more about whether or not she really wants to do it. But awesome! All right. Ripper, sounds I'd, great. I'd be stoked. So, yeah, good night, Australia. <laughs> good night, Australia. <laughs> uh, Get on the beat. <laughs> See ya. Yeah, well done. That was good.
Oh, okay. We're still talking. All right. Oh, no, just the last little <laughs> that, that, that's a wrap. Interest. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> <laughs> Hang on. I'm just going to press stop.